Welcome to the Think Tank for week 12. We're breaking down a bunch of different trade scenarios. You guys tossed names at me. Smitty, what do I get for Elijah Moore? Or Smitty, I want to trade Zeke Elliott. What can I get for Zeke Elliott? I'm breaking down a bunch of different trade scenarios based off your players you threw at me. The Fantasy Football Show begins now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Kicking it off with running back Zeke Elliott, who got banged up in the game. We thought maybe he would be out weeks the way he was hobbling on the sideline. But Zeke apparently looks good to go for week 12. And this news coming from yesterday, Zeke Elliott saying he could play through the injury. Quote, I'm tough. I can play through it. And so this is this was a kind of a concern, you know, watching him hobble. I don't know if it was his ankle mixed with the knee or just the knee bothering him or what was going on, but he was clearly hampered during the game, left the game on Sunday briefly in week 11. So this is this was a concern walking in uh, to this this week. And then and then Elliot was not listed on the final injury report for week 12 against the Raiders, which this news came out today. Honestly, it's tough to know what to think at this point. How does a guy hobbled during the game, comes out of the game talking about, I can play through it, not show up on the injury report? I feel like we can't even trust injury reports or team reports anymore. Like, well, what good are they? Onward, but do we trade him preemptively? Do we worry about the workload? I say sell high or don't sell. You're gonna wanna hold him if the alternative is selling him low, but do I actively trade him? You bet your bottom dollar. What do we do then? Do we assume he's fine? Do we trade him preemptively? I think it's smart to try. Do not sell low. Do not sell medium rare. Only sell if the price is right. Actively sell, but don't overreact. There's a big difference, but I am telling you to try and sell because I feel like there's an equal chance that Zeke Elliott, who's playing slightly below top five running back numbers right now, it feels like there's an equal chance this could go that way or continue along a path that way through week 17. And equal odds means that I don't want you just selling him for nothing. It just means that there's a decent chance he works out all year and there's a decent chance he doesn't. I don't know about you, but I'm willing to explore trying to get out of decent. I want more than a decent chance. I want I want a secure thing or I want to dilute him into two players so that I have a DeAndre Swift and something for Elliott or potentially go across position, which is the easiest way. And I'll explain that in a moment, uh, a Jamar chase and something. Ezekiel Elliott has had so many carries. This dude is on the verge of breaking down. We loved him walking into week one. We drafted him high and he deserved it. And he's played very, very well. He's danced around five to, to eight overall, pretty much all year long, but it's time to sell Zeke Elliott if we can get somebody that is not only safer, but gets us something that might be better for our team moving forward. Now, what can we do? What creative package can we come up with to trade away Zeke Elliott? The easiest thing to do in a, in a situation like you own Zeke Elliott, there's some concern, and people know there's concern. People that are buying him are gonna be a little cautious about it. So you're not gonna go out and trade Zeke Elliott straight up for the number seven overall running back or something like that. You're probably trading Zeke Elliott at a little bit of a discount because people are worried about him too, not just you. They know why you're trying to get rid of him. 
you're worried about him falling apart. Why would somebody buy him? Because maybe, maybe he won't fall apart and maybe they need to take a chance on a player. So you got to sell Zeke Elliott on the hope that he won't fall apart and the owner is going to be willing to take a chance. What do you do? Cross position. Trade across position. It's the best way to get out of a risky situation because everybody needs a running back. You may not get someone to trade you an Eckler even if you throw something in for your Zeke Elliott. Why would anybody do that? So the best way out of a Zeke Elliott type situation if you want to divide him into two players is to go across position. So in the case of Jamar Chase, I firmly believe point for point these guys could be potentially equal, but the fair market commands you to get more and I believe you could probably get someone around the range of a James Conner. Now, what I like about this is you're taking one player, diluting it into two players where one of the two could potentially be as valuable. And if worst case scenario, something happened to Jamar Chase, Conner by himself could hold his own potentially. He wouldn't outscore Zeke, but he could hold his own in the trade. That's a very safe trade to make. If you need to take one player, turn him into two players to even compete. I worry about Zeke Elliott for a ton of reasons. Number one, the offense can be up and down. Number two, the offense can game script out the run, which wouldn't be a problem if Elliott was getting all the PPR work, but he's dividing it into two. You've got Pollard in the mix now so that when the, the run does get phased out, these guys divide up the PPR work, which makes it hard for Zeke Elliott to rebound and have a good day if he's unable to run the ball. Mix all of that with the fact that Elliott has more mileage than anybody. Anybody that's relevant to the tune of a running back one in fantasy. And I believe my eyeballs are telling me he's potentially slowing down. He's getting banged up. I know he feels great. I know he feels tough and he can push through the injury. I know he's not listed on the injury report, but all these things are gonna give you a spike in value, a potential temporary spike in value. Maybe not, maybe he goes strong the entire way from weeks 12 through 17. It's possible, it's why I'm telling you not to sell low. But because he recently got a spike in value, you have his value kinda of going down a little bit, the injury on Sunday, oh my God, the guy's limping around, and then now he's not on the injury report. Little bump. I feel good, I can play through it. He stays kinda high. Trade value time, because what if he continues to fall again? Once he starts falling again, no one's gonna believe in him because they've already seen signs of decline. They heard him talk big about playing through the injury. They trusted the, the news report that he's not even deserving of a uh, injury designation. No one's gonna trust anything. If he falters or has a misstep going forward, it's like taking a stock even if you believe that it can continue to do well, it's at a high that you think is temporary. So you trade Zeke Elliott for two stocks that you believe are gonna go up. It doesn't mean you don't like him. It doesn't mean you wouldn't hold at the right value, but given the news that's indicating that people might believe again, time to act if the price is right. If the price is Chase and Connor, if the price is CD Lamb, who could potentially play this week. We might know by the time this video posts whether he's out or, or in. But either way, it's, it's, it's the kind of move I'm looking to make. We've been doing these buy low videos every week through week 12 here. Eckler's now a closed door. We talked about buying JT before his price was gonna double for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yes, JT was expensive if you wanted to go buy him, but the thinking was his value would continue to increase and it sure has, it's like doubled. I think Jamar Chase is one of those players where he may not be dirt cheap but his price could double 
His price could do what JT's did if you look back four weeks ago when you thought, oh, JT, his owner likes him. I don't think I can buy him low. But look, looking back, if you would have bought him at that price tag, you would have got a steal. And I think Jamar Chase, even at a, a decent price, is going to be a steal when push comes to shove. And he alone's going to outscore Zeke. And you get something. Maybe it's a QB upgrade. Maybe you don't go running back. Maybe you go crafty running back. You take Jamar Chase and you upgrade into a Patrick Mahomes who's very doubted right now and then you give away your quarterback here that's a little lesser than Mahomes. That deal I'm fine with too. That deal I'm okay with. In some cases, I think you're better off if you can afford to not going after any running backs in this deal because it's so unique enough someone's willing to do it. One for one, no one's trading you an Eckler or anywhere near it for Zeke Elliott because the, the fears are real. People do worry about him. But when you do things like go across position to wide receiver and quarterback only, giving up your quarterback and Zeke, it does something to the mind. You're not so worried about Zeke because you're already worried because you need a running back and you're not having to give up a running back. So you're willing to take the chance a little differently than if you were giving up, let's say, a Connor and a Jamar Chase. So think creatively and get other people to take risk that you're laying off. What other players can we actively trade away that we're worried about? What trades can we concoct in the think tank right now with these players that you've mentioned and tossed my way? And in the comments, let me know who you want to, to be talked about next. Think Tank Show. Saquon Barkley. We can talk about Saquon Barkley. What can you get in exchange for Saquon Barkley? Your first thing you want to try identify is does anybody out there have a running back that potentially could be exchangeable one for one? The only running back that I feel like probably has this value one for one for me, you know, assuming someone isn't willing to give up an injured Camara or, you know, something crazy. Maybe Swift or uh, maybe Joe Mixon straight up. So Swift, I don't want to put him on the same line and make people think that I'm, I'm saying you can get both. These would be pretty safe ways to back out Barkley for Swift or Barkley uh, for Joe Mixon. So either one of those straight up would work. Now, could you get something more? Maybe, but probably not. If you want to go the direction of getting two players, you got to, like I always say, find the anchor of the trade. So you go to a team and you find a player you like. Let's say it's Monty and Monty's on that team and they have a bunch of other players and they also have a DK. You could potentially throw both those guys into the trade and see if it'll work. Maybe they have Monty and a player like DJ Moore. That would be something that I would be potentially interested in for Barkley to dilute my talent into one player that could potentially compete alone with Barkley. And I do believe Monty could potentially do that. And then you got a guy in DJ Moore uh, who in his own right could hold his weight. Let's say if Monty, let's say you do this trade and Monty gets hurt and he's out, uh, go get Khalil Herbert if you do this deal because Herbert is available on waivers in a lot of leagues, so make sure you grab him. But if Monty goes out, DJ Moore is probably not going to outscore Barkley if Barkley stays healthy, but at least he gives you a shot at like holding his weight in this trade if this piece goes down. Another idea might be to go after CEH, then you go to the CEH roster. Who do they have? Oh, they have, uh, maybe they've got DJ Moore, and then you could potentially see if they're, they're willing to do DJ Moore and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Maybe they've got Patty Mahomes, uh, or maybe they got, uh, if they don't have Patty Mahomes, which you could throw in here and then give them, give them your quarterback. But if Mahomes isn't available, 
maybe Josh Allen is, and you could take a chance on Josh Allen and get Josh Allen, throw your quarterback in, Barkley for Clyde and Josh Allen. Those are all moves that I like. And again, when you go after some piece like that, it sometimes is attracted to the person because they're willing to give up on this player and this player to get a running back they perceive to be better. Whenever you're in doubt about players on your team, you're you're more willing to be trusting of other doubted players because they're different. You just want to get out of what you have currently that isn't working, even if maybe you're walking down another path of of disappointment. Another player I like to acquire right now in this type of scenario would be Aaron Jones, who has a shot to play this week. By the time you watch the video, maybe he's ruled out. But this is a, a very good gamble to take. Just make sure you get Dylan, whether you own him already because you're a follower of mine, and we all own Dylan for the most part, or if he's on this on this team, you make sure you get them both. But this isn't a horrible move. You might be able to even get an extra piece here. Even though Darren Waller just had a big game, some of his owners I'm finding through a lot of early trade talk and, 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 and messages from my HeySmitty.com, which you can order right here at HeySmitty.com. Um, a lot of the messages I'm getting, people are, are like, hey, should I sell high on the Waller spike? People don't really firmly believe he's going to continue to play well. You could maybe get Waller and a DJ Moore. Uh, I keep using DJ Moore because he's really undervalued. And I don't love DJ Moore because he's very, very well valued right now. You could maybe get that Connor and Waller. You could maybe get that Mahomes upgrade and give your quarterback back over here and again these types of moves because they don't involve running backs which is this person that's acquiring your Barkley this person's so worried about running back this is super attractive because it doesn't touch any running backs and that's all they're focused on they're hyper focused on improving the running back scenario and if you're doing that and you don't touch the running backs they're more willing to get crazy and give up more two other players I'm willing to trade for but also trade away Sometimes people live in both categories. That's the nature of buying low and selling high. But two players that I really think are potentially good sell highs are Godwin. And, you know, let's just say it's a one for one. You need a running back. This isn't a dumb move to potentially go get a player like Gibson. If you're willing to take the chance on Gibson, he is at risk. We don't know if he's going to stay at the value he's currently looking like he's going to play at. He could fall off the map. Uh, Monty isn't an awful go-get if if you're in this scenario. You might get more, you might not. Again, Aaron Jones is not out of the question for people that are, are so upset at him, especially if you do already own A.J. Dillon. If you don't, might make it tougher to acquire both of these because both of them together feel safe. But if you own Dillon and you own Godwin, you can send Godwin to this owner for Aaron Jones in some cases. And the other player I was talking about right here was going to be Mike Evans because, you know, this is just a volatile spot on this team, this this wide receiver one spot that Evans and Godwin can rotate. Same thing applies, all these same players, um, Aaron Jones in a lot of cases, or Monty and especially Gibson. I really like Gibson right now at these values. We're not talking about a player that we're we're buying super high. We're talking about Gibson at a, a reasonable wide receiver two type value 
giving us a potential baked in running back two value and expectation at that cost and maybe he's a running back one maybe he's not if he's not you're probably going to get back what you're paying in a godwin value or an evans value those are just a few names i thought i'd throw your way for week 12 buy low sell high the next episode will probably be dynasty only geared because trading is pretty much over and redraft after week 12 much of that advice will still be applicable if you are still trading in your redraft league but just know in week 13 toss out dynasty questions to me for the think tank show for week 13 get all my content at smitty1.com my links to my new spotify video show links to my text advice service or just go to heysmitty.com but you can go to smitty1.com or heysmitty.com to find that text advice subscribe if you're new we're almost at 10k and if you're not following me on instagram the fantasy football show on ig now get out of here you filthy animals this is the fantasy football show with your host smitty You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Smitty!